G'day and welcome to Once When I Was Cool, your weekly podcast about nostalgia, about things that were great when we were younger, uh, things that we really enjoy that are sort of gone by the way these days, but we look back on fondly. My name's Dave, I'm one of your hosts, and joining me through the internet is my mate Wee. How are you, Wee? G'day, Dave. I am fantastic. Thanks. Uh, coming to you all the way up from uh, sunny Queensland. Uh, this is the weekend where Australia is open back up, so fantastic times ahead for, for Australia. Yeah, mate, it uh, looks like we might actually get to be in the same studio again. We won't have to worry about the glitching and the other issues that we're having uh, frequently. And if you are listening and we do glitch out, thank you very much for, for tolerating it, putting up with it. We do try and clean it up as best we can. Um, but, yeah, hopefully we will be able to get back together in the same studio. You'll be able to get back down to the cool studios and we'll be able to record face-to-face. Yep, down in the Pineapple Studios, that's absolutely correct. That's right, that's right. Uh, and and as always, getting us out there to your earballs with our sultry tones is producer Simon, who's in uh, through the Magic Perspex in Sydney. Um, g'day, Simon, and thanks again for getting us out there, everyone. Yeah, he's a good fella. He's, he keeps us uh, going, keeps us moving, gets us out there, and, of course, he is the third person, the third part of the third corner i guess of the uh, once was cool podcast he, we couldn't do it without him so thanks buddy anyway so we this week i've been sort of having a look around getting a getting a bit of an idea for what things were you know what we haven't covered and what we could have covered um and i noticed that we've been uh, going backwards and forwards with some e- emails with some ideas we've been talking to a few people overseas about being guests and joining us as well and i realized that uh, tapping away on the on the keyboard there gave me my next idea so we once, when I was cool, we used to use typewriters. Yes, typewriters, not keyboards, I suppose we could look at them and uh, essentially they were pretty much used for what we use today is a communication tool uh, for assignments, so on and so forth. Um, at the moment when we're, we're talking about if you say to somebody a typewriter, I think you get a few looks. So I think that uh, people don't really know what uh, we had to go with, through in terms of sort of using um, a machine basically to to write down our words. So apart from the analogue, and we could call them analogue as well. So I refer to pens these days as analogue and everything else is digital. So well, when I, I remember when I was at school, I mean, Delilah goes to school now. She's got to have a laptop. Everything's got to be uh, typed and everything has to be uh, submitted online. Uh, there's no writing down, writing in your book, submitting your book, uh, you know, doing assignments, handing them in on loose leaf paper anymore. It's all got to be typed. When you, well, obviously when you were at a uh, high school, you wouldn't have had a, a keyboard or a, um, or a typewriter of sorts. Uh, no, but what a, a rock and chisel, you know? Oh, right. No, I, I was a bit yeah. more than that. I had a quill with a feather. Yeah. Um, but, um, did you, when you went to uni, although you were hospital trained, weren't you? So you wouldn't have had so much in the way of having to do assignments, that sort of thing? When I first started in my, my trade in, in healthcare, um, I, I was hospital trained. Um, and But then when I did even go to uni, I still put in to, to get my degree. I, I did start with doing uh, writing my assignments and then I went from writing to typing. And Unfortunately, my typing skills have improved over the years, but I'm still like a, um, a three-armed monkey while I'm uh, and while I'm typing. I'm it's just horrendous. I might have I would have thought, two to three fingers. I would have thought the third arm as a monkey would have helped you. A bit, bit quicker typing. No, it's, 
No, it keeps hitting the other hands out of the road. It's it's more in the way. Well, I remember my first encounter with a uh, with typewriters, or where I remember them from, was because my dad was a policeman, and back in the seventies and eighties, any reports that they had had to be typed. Uh, you'd go into the police station, and it could have been any officers, any banks, any anywhere you sort of went, and you went in, and there was the old typewriter with the um, almost like it was an arcade or stadium type uh, keys that went slide, you know, went up at an incline on the mm. on the typewriter itself. You had to put the paper in the top, and you had to make sure it was straight and lined up, and then you had to had to get that wheel to sort of bring it forward. And once you brought it forward far far enough, you had to get that little bar that you went across. I'm sure all these things have got actual names, but you get that bar that goes across, you'd have to snap it shut so that it held it close to the roller. Yeah, and do you remember the distinct sound it made when people used to type? It was you'd, you'd go into those places, you'd go into a bank or wherever where, where people were typing and it was just that constant clack, 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 clack. And they were very quick, some of them. Um, but you had to put a fair not, bit of force into them as well. I mean, typing, typing today is much easier than it used to be on an old typewriter. I would say there have been a lot of people that had a lot more RSI than what we get these days from keyboards, um, mm-hmm. although a lot of ours are flatter, um, you know, on laptops and stuff like that. But back in the day, it was a fairly um, well, it was a fairly sort of athletic for your fingers. You had to really push it down to, to get the keys to work and, you know, there was no backspace. You had to either roll it up and... Um, Get a bit of liquid paper on there, or or if you got one of those fancy typewriters, you could hit the backspace and it'd sort of have a, a liquid a, a tape in there that'd go back over the letters and wipe it out. And do you remember the tapes? The tapes used to usually have a black line, and then on the bottom of, on the bottom half of the tape was a red line, so you could either type in black or in red. Um, they were some of the fancier ones again. And like you say, the third one when you had the backspace, so it would have black, then it'd have red, and then it'd have uh, white at the bottom. So as you, whichever one you pushed for whatever it was, it lifted the height of the uh, ribbon so that it could stamp it onto the onto the paper. And did you ever notice that when it did uh, when you did have to go backspace, it would actually take, if you did a letter D, it would actually come back and overshoot the letter D back on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it would just look, type it again I, on I, the spot. Yeah, yeah. But my whole thing is when we use, because we use typewriters at school, we used to actually have a class for cool typing. We used to have a typing class where, you know, they'd be teaching you to type and, you know, you used to have to have your fingers in the right position and some people were really good at it and some people were really bad at it like myself and I thought, when am I ever going to need to type? Um, I look back now and go, me. Um, <laughs> well, that's, but, like, that's like the joke when your teacher always used to say you have to learn to do maths because you're not always going to have a calculator in your pocket. Well, how wrong were you? Me, personally, or the teacher? Teachers no, the, were very wrong. The teachers. Not you, mate. Yeah. You'd never be wrong, would you? No, never. Uh, but, yeah, so typing to me was just a class at school and then it was an option and that was in eighth grade or middle school. Um, it was sort of an introduction to it and then people went on and that's what they did. So they did all sorts of fancy things. I mean, I think it was just typing what a fairly boring subject I thought Um, but looking back now I look at my kids today and I've got them before where I've just gone I really need to get something written and I'll just call out to uh, back in the day to my oldest boy who's a gamer so always on the computer and go I need to do something really quickly can you just come and type it and 
half the time he wouldn't even know how to spell it, but I just said, just do the basics on the computer. That's what spell check's for and I can go back over it. It was a lot quicker to do that. Yeah, yeah, and um, it was also interesting that we didn't have a different choice in fonts. You just got the same typeface no matter what it was. Uh, yeah, you just you just had the same typeface and, uh, you know, today we get used to different fonts and people complaining about the different types of fonts and there's, you know, 100,000 different fonts you could have. But when you had a typewriter, that was all you had was that one same font. Yeah, it is, and it, typewriters were pretty unique too. If I, I like the old... Um, investigation shows and, you know, the murder mystery shows and things like that. And typewriters were like fingerprints. Sometimes when they, they'd have certain keys that the E wouldn't be in line or it'd be just up a bit or it'd drop out. And they'd actually do use um, sort of uh, forensic analysts to have a look and they could work out which typewriter things were sent on when they were doing their investigations. So that was, uh, that I find that the only thing pretty unique about them back in the day and still today. Well, there are some, it's, it's a bit trendy. Some people use uh, that old type font or typeset or typeface, whatever. It's got a, an actual name now um, uh, where that was the font that they used to use. And um, it, it seems to be a little bit more trendy these days. And, and I'm sure that most people probably wouldn't understand what it was, but it was the only one. And if you look back through history, that was pretty much the only the only sort of English language typeface. I don't know if you ever remember or if you ever saw that when they were setting out the type um, for newspapers, um, did you ever see how they used to do that with all the individual little letters on little squares and they'd put yeah. them in and line them up? And then they'd print a paper every day. Sometimes they'd print a late edition as well. I just, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, newspaper person in any way, so it's interesting. I'd love to be able to find out how they actually did that, if my memory is correct or not. Look, I, I think uh, I, I agree. I've seen them do that where they've dropped the individuals. Um, how, how many mistakes or what if you put it in upside down? How many times was – but you'd read through it and it looked pretty good to me. You know, I only use today – I just use the Areola font. Um, so that's the only one I really use. I don't get in and do much – yeah, no, um, I I uh, I use a, a couple of different ones. I use one for work. My favourite is um, Trebuchet, which is one of the best ones for doing presentations and, and that type of thing. But anyway, that was moving on from fonts. Um, after the normal sort of typewriter, uh, and, and uh, the other thing I was going to say is when you talked about the noise of people, you'd go into an office and you'd hear the noise of the typewriters. You'd also get that when they got to the end of the line, you'd have, hear somebody push the bar, which would the then move it up a space and then you got back to the end and make a little bell sound like a little ting. So you'd hear that yeah. going on, clack, 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 ting, yeah. and keep going from there. So that's something that we don't sort of have anymore. And it wasn't continual typing. If you, um, when you got to the end, you had to be paying attention to what you did. So none of this sort of, staring at the keyboard just belting away which is what I usually do and then look up and then hope you've spelt all the words right and it's not all red underlined which is what you get today you had to had to sort of pay attention to what you were doing your, your uh, language your grammar your spelling had to be a lot better back in the day because there was uh, it was harder to correct your mistakes these days I do something and it's got about 43 um red lines under it and then I just go back over with spell check. Thank yeah, God well, for spell check. There was no right uh, right clicking to see what the proper answer was meant to be. Yeah, that's correct. 
And then from that typewriter, it sort of moved on. We got electric typewriters. And I remember we used to have an electric typewriter. Did you ever have the chance to have a look at any of them? That was pretty much one of the first typewriters I really used to do an assignment on in uh, for university, and that was in the early 90s. Um, I know it sounds like I, I should have probably done more before that, but no. And the beauty with that is, and I can tell you now, you'd hear people on the electric typewriters and it'd sound like a machine gun going off. It'd be, you know, and then they'd all move. So you could keep writing like a computer, uh, but you still had to know your language. You had to know your grammar. You had to know your spelling because it was still hard to go back um, to to correct it. But uh, I was still one of those typers that I'd only ever be one letter ahead, not 14, 15, 16, 20 letters ahead. Well, I remember I was such an appalling typist because I'd never had to do it before that when I got to uni and I, my writing wasn't good enough to be able to submit as a um, as a written because when I was at uni, it was the start of the 90s and you could submit a handwritten um handwritten assignments but we couldn't um my my writing wasn't good enough and um so I used to handwrite all mine out and um my sister Crystal used to actually type them for me she did me the she got me through uni with that respect because and I'm sure that she learned a lot about nursing in the uh, in the time as well because I would handwrite it out hand it to her and then she would type it up and we had a um we had an electric typewriter then and it had a little display at the top of the keyboard where you'd go through and you'd type a line once you you got to the end of the line uh you could just keep typing continually but once you got to the end of the line um it would then just print that line and then you'd keep typing and you'd print that line print that line print that line um so you had to be quite careful that you didn't make any mistakes on the way back through or you um you know you sort of had to start again or you had to try and find your way back through it um yeah so electric typewriters and funnily enough um they'd been out for I don't know, at least 15, 20 years I hadn't heard of anyone because everyone had computers or word processors of some description. And um, my father, for some reason, wanted to get his... um, he wanted to get his electric typewriter. We still had it, but it didn't work. He wanted to get it repaired so that he'd be able to use it again. What he wanted to use it for, I wouldn't know because I don't even remember him ever using it when we did have it and it was working and it was, it was the time. Um, but he couldn't get anyone to repair it. No one knew what it was and no one knew how to repair it. So I don't know what he would have thought he could have done, but you, even if he had have been able to get it repaired, but it wasn't possible. Just, just no one had the ability to fix them anymore. No, and that's a bit of a lost art when you think about it. There's a lot of that old sort of equipment that is gone by the by and a lot of repair people these days. It's the new technology. They've had to move with the technology, I suppose. I actually did have uh, an anaesthetist that I worked with and he was well known for still using an old typewriter to write up his um, documentation, his billing and everything along those lines. It was always you'd hear him. We'd be in there going when I first went in there, I'm like, what is that sound? And I went in, here he is, got the old typewriter, everyone else would be using computers and he'd have the old typewriter, just just couldn't couldn't part with the, mm. uh, and or more the understanding of the newer technology, I suppose. But So an older gent, was he? Oh, older gent, he's retired now. And did he have to carry around that typewriter and a water paper with him? No, no, he, uh, it stayed in the uh, anaesthetic department and everybody just knew it was his, his typewriter and he'd go in there and do all his typing on that, mm-hmm. um, funnily enough, and 
he's done that until the day he retired and that's what he was well known for. So... Mm. There you yeah, go. Apart from no, his anaesthetic uh, prowess. Yeah. No no way the government could track you down then if you're doing it on a typewriter. Uh, it all goes in the same charts, mate. Yeah. Um, and so then from the electric typewriter was the sort of the word processor and which was probably just we used to call it a word processor, but I guess it was the forerunner to a computer. It's just computers didn't do too much else. sort of the basic games and really basic games and only thing I ever used it for was um, was to type out uh, university assignments or letters or and and do you remember what we used to save them on onto the the floppy, oh, no, floppy disk yeah. yeah yeah and then you'd on, on uh, the big ones the big um, yeah five eight and a half inch. inch or whatever yeah. they were yeah uh, the really big ones which were the eight inch I think and then the, the three and a half inch um, floppy disk. I think I've still. I had some um, with my uni work on it that I found in the cupboard probably not that long ago, and I ended up just they, uh, destroying them because they you know, stored they stored all of 128 kilobytes worth of stuff. And we thought they were awesome, you know. And then you got to a point where you you press the little thing on the side of it so no one could override it, and mm. you lose all your stuff on it and things like that. And you had a heap of them stacked just sitting in the back of a drawer. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and then from there it went on to, you know, discs and USBs and uh, the storage, all those storage. But, you know, I remember even getting a, um, an 8 megabyte um, storage USB costing like 60, 70 bucks. You can get um, one terabyte keys now and they cost mm. you about the same for a, yep. for a terabyte. I remember the first time I saw a two gig stick, it was would have been mid-2000s and I think it was about 40 bucks and I thought that was the biggest bargain. So I went and bought one straight away and, was yeah, yeah two gig it had on it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I probably still got it kicking around somewhere because that's what they've become as well. You see them at the bottom of the drawer with God knows what in it. Well, I actually um, had a bunch of them, probably about eight or ten on a single key ring because that's where I've kept all my stuff over the years, which was in my work bag, which got stolen when those lovely people broke in and stole my my car and everything. Shout out out to Methods. Yeah. Yeah, big shout something. Um, But I had uh, some new starters at at my work and they were asking me about something. I said, oh, yeah, I've I've got that and I'm happy to share my work with you. And then I had to go back to them and go, look, I'm really sorry. I just remembered they were all stolen. Um, Plus I had a a one terabyte hard drive on it. So all the probably a lot of the work I've done over the last 10 and 15 years or probably 10 years at least, I had stuff on there that was – was not personal stuff or patient-related stuff, but it was process-related. It was assignments. It was lots of different stuff. And I've just – it's just all gone because you don't back up on your computer anymore. You just back up on a USB. Or to the but, cloud. No, oh, to a clown. Yeah, back up mm. to a clown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anyway, we went from the electric typewriters into the typewriters that we have today, and uh, which are keyboards, really. So. 
But just going back to the word processor before then, you were talking about how you had a class at school for typing. I remember when I was in year eight or second form or second year of high school or middle school or wherever you're from, so I was about 13, 14, um, we used to have a, a class on computers and I remember we had the original Apple Macs, I want to think. It was still before we had a mouse um, and we used to do pro, you know programming where you'd write, 10, write in the commands, line 10, this, line 20, go to, and line 30. And I remember the, the funniest thing was, people would always write 69 and then get it just continually scrolling through and never stopping until and then and then leaving the um leaving the lab and going but we could never have a computer of our own it, it was always uh to two or three people because they were so expensive and i you know that whole you know line 10 say this line 20 go to 10 you know that's about all i remember and i don't think we ever did anything but it seemed to fill up six months of the year well, I think that's basic programming. I mean, if you look at it, and and that's what it was. It was a lot of the the DOS stuff. It was, it was commands, I think, and that was just the earlier form of programming. These days, people program, and it's just amazing how they do it. I've got no idea. It's a whole other language. Um, but I, you know, I know people who've um, made computer games and things like that um, who write. Um, documents for payrolls and things, uh, programs for payrolls and the amount of work that goes in behind, even in Excel these days, you can do a whole Excel spreadsheet, but you've got to write all the formulas in behind it. So this line adds to that line. I can do the very basics. I would say I'm not a novice, but but basic. I can do some good things on it, but there's a lot of things that are out there, but that's that's what uh, YouTube is for and that's where I've learned a lot of my stuff. I just YouTube, but if I don't know. I've done three Excel, like learn to do Excel courses in my life and I still cannot use Excel. I have no luck with it. People say, I'll just do it in Excel. It's so much easier and then you can print it and do this and do this. And I went, no, no. I like to think I'm caught up with those sorts of things and hip and trendy, much like we do with uh, any of the any of the sorts of things which has led to this podcast, but it's well and truly passed me by. I'm not able to, to, to do that at all anymore. No, I think unfortunately technology has surpassed us and not everyone of our area because there are a lot of people that got into it and that was their career path and kudos to them. Um, you know, the technology in our our jobs that we do, I'm over the top of all of that technology and I, I could uh, handstand all that technology, no problem at all. The biggest issue I've got is a lot of the computer and even the stuff on my uh, phone, I have to go and ask, I don't have to go and ask Dirk half the time and he just rolls his eyes and thinks I'm an idiot. Yeah, I'm the same with Delilah and she's even younger. She's 14, nearly 15 and she's still just, you know, doot-doot-doot and all done. It's it's much easier to get her to do it. And and Tammy's even worse. Um, Tammy Tammy's just got no idea. It's sometimes easier to teach the cat. <laughs> I'd like to see that. We can we could get it out there yeah. and put it on he, our, he's a bit our socials. He's a bit shy, the cat. I don't think he'd be that interested. But uh, I look at things, I, I go to Dirk and he's uh, he's absolutely disgusted that I don't know these things, but I'm like, I'm a whole different generation, mate. You know, you've got to think, and I'm like, in 20 years' time, you're going to be this old man that doesn't know, or middle-aged man, that doesn't know what's going on, you know, with the new technology. Yeah. I try and keep up with the best I can. I can't even get the name of our our website and our podcast site, right, when we're doing the shout-outs to, yeah. to our socials. God forbid Twitter. Uh, yeah, still don't know if we, I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so you're saying keyboards now. It's all pretty much keyboards with a bit of a television in front of it. I mean, even even that now, you don't even have to have the big box at the side for the CPU. You can just type away straight into the screen. Yeah, and look, even with the, the computers, there's different sort of, especially with gaming, and I didn't know this until about six weeks ago, there's different clicking. So there's like brown clicks or green clicks. It's the, the feel of the keys and the sound of the clicks and the pressure that you need to put on them. And because uh, um, some friends of ours, their 13-year-old um, son wanted a gaming keyboard because he's into gaming and they asked me what kind of, and I'm like, why, why are you asking me? So I got Dirk and Dirk's going, oh, yeah, you got these and you got that and you got that. I said, mate, I don't know. Can you ring them and tell them what they need to know because I, I have no idea. And then um, when he got it for his for his birthday, he was showing me and he, I'm going, and he's going, oh, you know, the clicking. And I'm going, I, I just went, oh, that is awesome. That is so awesome. I just felt like an old fuddy-duddy who didn't mm. know. I just shook, just nodded and yep. said that how awesome it was. Did you, um, is, is it one of those ones, like those ergonomic ones where you've got to splay your hands out wide like you're praising the Lord or something like that where you've got to, you know, those funny <laughs> sorts of, those weird ones with the big tall keys. I can't use them at all. I don't like them at all. No, um, it, they're just special game. It's a gaming keyboard. So I think, you know, it's it's like a normal keyboard, but I, I don't know, yeah. man. It's a gaming keyboard. But, but you, those you know, other the, ones, yeah. if, if, if someone put one of those in front of me, yeah. I would just look at them because I have to look at the keyboard. Now, yep. to me, have it spread apart and I'm trying to look at my hand side to side, people would think I'm Stevie Wonder playing a keyboard, looking, yep. trying to look at it. I use when I type, I use my three fingers on my right hand, my three middle fingers on my right hand and my um, index and root finger on my left hand are how I type and occasionally use my thumb for the space bar. Um, if I sometimes and on frequent occasions have to press the E or the R or the S with my right hand and, and that doesn't work for me because they're, they're splayed out in that weird angle so that you can't do it. So it, uh, it, it, takes me to a whole level of frustration and there's people that swear by them and say oh they're so much better they're so much easier it's like no I remember I worked at a place once where somebody insisted on having that and I sat down at their desk and I used to take my own keyboard and unplug theirs and put mine in and god help you if you ever um accidentally uh forgot to unplug it and put it back again look I I love playing pranks with keyboards I've worked out how to do that very well I've um I have uh, her name with her sign on. I've actually moved the M and the N and locked her out of a computer. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I probably have, but I used yeah. to do all sorts of things like that and make people get locked out of their computer. Or I've worked out how to turn the screens upside down. Lots of little tricks that are very necessary in everyday work life. Yes. Um, Sorry, mate, you just you just glitched out there a bit. You were saying that on occasion that you've actually swapped the N and the M over. Is that correct? Is that what you were saying? Yes, that is absolutely correct. I swap them over and, and have a bit all of all sorts of mayhem. Well, I've locked one of the staff out of their computer. Yeah, was uh, it you that was it you that was telling me about a situation where someone was doing a presentation on an Excel spreadsheet and you had another mouse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to <laughs> used to have them uh, when we used to do uh, what we call bed management, and people used to be using the mouse. And what they didn't realise it in the side of it was a US. B mouse, so they had one plugged straight in. So it was, I had a mouse over with me and I just 
figured it out by by accident. But every time I'd just move it a little bit, so they'd go to click on something and it'd move. So throughout the whole meeting, and they'd be hitting the mouse on there and going, "There's something wrong with this computer. We need to get IT down to fix it." I think they worked it out after a little while. Um, it was probably the it was the same person that at that stage uh, had a had a hearing aid as well, um, and that's a whole other story that I'll have to get into at another that another time. But she, um, what I used to like was just just playing with them a bit, and you just move it once, or you'd click on another cell. So through the presentation. Once a few people worked out who it was, I stopped doing it for a while and then I got mm. one of the other guys to do it for me, <laughs> so from the other side of the room. So both bullying and harassment. Well, <laughs> I yes. look at it as a bit of fun. Um, a bit, um, bit of Machiavellian mischief, you reckon? Well, you know, sometimes you just have to, you have to have a bit of fun in life and a lot of that's gone out. Everything's too PC these days. Still got a job, so. Yeah, well, that's what counts. And been, I didn't get into trouble. What about you, listener? Is there anything you were, any fond memories you had of typewriters or mischief with keyboards, any of those types of things? Let us know. Once was cool podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and love to see what you think. You can follow us. Let us know at uh, our Facebook page, which is Once When I Was Cool. Um, we, anything else you want to sort of get into? Apparently, there's a Twitter account as well. <laughs> yeah, and an Instagram one, but we don't really do much with them because it's not, it's not really a, a visual sort of podcast, really. No, no, it's not. No, look, I think um, the technology we have today has come from the technology um, beforehand and uh, which was our typewriters, well, essentially was our um, our pens, which I call analogue these days. But Yeah, you said it, that. Even in our... Um, wasn't even, funny the first time. No, it was, but even at, at work now, all our, all our notes, everything's on a computer. If you can... Computer illiterate these days, you get left behind even on our job because everything's computerised. And that's how Everything. the government. That's how the government gets you, mate. On that, mate, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, Wee. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can find us at oncewascool.com. That's our website. You can download any of our old episodes at any of your usual podcast platforms. Um, other than that, mate. No, no, I, th- I believe our time's up. It is now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, d- I didn't see where anything else was going, so you know that, that's You've enough. Cut it. No I've worries. Cut it. I pulled it short. All right, mate. Thanks for thanks for um, thanks for joining in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us a try. Thanks for telling a friend, Simon. Thanks very much. We thank you. We'll talk to you next time. No worries. Bye bye.